Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, the Golf News Network. Uh, that's one iHeart, and then the rest of the Golf News Network out there. I'm JT, and this is where we talk to some of the interesting and fun people in the world of golf. Um, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef, you can be proud to serve your family and friends and beef the way nature intended. That would be Painted Hills Natural Beef. And also our friends over at Birdie Ball, John Breaker and his family there in Colorado. Birdie Ball, the uh, probably the most intriguing and useful training aid in the last 25 years. And that's what it was rated uh, as in when it first came out. So check them out online at birdieball.com. Uh, it's the time of year when if you've got some miles on you like I do, you probably need to think a little more about maybe stretching, exercising instead of just going out, trying to pick out your, you know, pick up your Titleist D1 driver and hit it 300 yards. So with that in mind, I've asked, he's actually my therapist, uh, not head case therapist, body therapist, Colton Hubler, who is a licensed physical therapist. Um, at Proactive Physical Therapy in Canby, Oregon, which is not far from where I live. And uh, Colton has just not too long ago completed his level one at TPI. And he's also a golfer. So there you go. Colton, welcome, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So was I wrong in assuming that, uh, and they don't even have to have some years on them like I do. You just, uh, you know, you need to stretch and get ready to go and you know, you've been sitting around all winter, especially where we live. Yeah, it's easy to get stiff, it's easy to get weak, easy to get deconditioned, especially in those winter months when it's dark and nasty out all the time. Um, <clears throat> so one of the one of the mantras that I'm sure most people have heard is you use it or lose it. Um, so when you're in the golf season and you're moving, you're you're swinging a lot, you're you're being active, you're walking a lot. It's um, you're you're doing it, you're doing fine. Right. But and when you start to kind of slow down in those winter months, at least especially here in Oregon, um, tend to kind of lose some of that. So if you're expecting to get back to the same same level, um, same speed of of swing, going 18 um, multiple times a week, then you might need to ease into that. Um, that can be a little overwhelming for the body. Uh, now most of us are rearing getting ready to go um, and wanting to just get back on the golf course but uh, taking it slow is definitely important uh, but there's a lot of things that you can do kind of preparing for that kind of first round out there um, to make sure that you minimize the chance of injury i think our friends that listen to this show in different parts of the country have especially the southwest 
southeast, they have a definite advantage over us because their winters are much more mild than ours. Um, so they can kind of stay active all winter. And it's not that not that people here in the northwest or the northeast don't stay active, but they're active doing different things like digging their ass out of a snowbank, yeah. you know, like that. Mm-hmm. So do you do you actually make like a little uh mental spreadsheet that says last year I ended up my golf year at uh my swing was 98 miles an hour and my ball speed was 105 that's kind of average golfer stuff there um should you automatically assume that you're going to pick it up right there and if you want to increase say you want to get your swing speed up to you know 105 and you're you're creeping towards professional mm-hmm. swing speeds like that but if you're working on that and you haven't done much all winter um pretty hard to go out there and swing that fast and and do it properly yeah definitely so the most the more seasoned golfer are, are going to have an easier time getting back into that because the motions that they're doing are much more familiar they're not brand new mm-hmm. motions so those uh, more seasoned ones can kind of speed that process up a little bit more Um, But I see exercise just like any sort of activity, um, really similar to medication. Too much of it at once is going to be poison. Too little of it is not going to do anything. So having the right dosage is going to be really important. And that changes depending on how active you were over the winter, what kind of things you were doing. Um, And if you haven't been really swinging very much, then yeah, you want to ease into that whole process to work up to the the whole speed. Um, And there's a really important part with uh, specificity of training. So those, the ones in the South that are able to golf year round, they're able to continue training their bodies um, specifically towards golf related things. Right. Whereas if our, we're digging out a snowbank over here or haven't been out doing that, we may be getting strong and active in other areas, but that doesn't quite relate to the golf swing. So specificity is key. If you want to get better at walking, you walk. If you want to get better at swimming, you swim. If you want to get better at golf, you golf. There's a lot of things that we can talk about that kind of uh, prepare a person into that that you can do in the gym or even at home but the fact of the matter is if you're used to doing 18 or 36 a few times a week or so and you haven't been golfing for the last few months um easing into that yeah you can... is very important but if you haven't been only for a month or so then you can probably just jump back into it and um be just fine what's the most common area of the body i'm thinking is like lower back um for people as they they get older or maybe they've had some you know they've had some physical problems maybe they got hurt uh, they get a little stiff it takes a little longer i've noticed to loosen up those back muscles than it does like your you know your quads or something uh when you're out there so kind of give us an overview as a therapist when somebody comes in and says i need some help uh maybe i got injured but i golf i like to golf for what, sure. do you, what do you do? Yeah. So I'm, if I get any patients like that, I, my first step is to, we're going to treat the injury. We're going to treat where the source of the pain is coming from, what the root causes, what are the behaviors that are associated with it sure. and getting that area there. Cause once, if you're going into the golf swing, if you're having pain anywhere, you're not going to be able to develop the same strength or uh, go through the same range of motion and just perform as optimally as you can. So I definitely kind of treat the, um, the actual issue first. And then as that's easing up, leading more into the golf swing. And so if, if someone doesn't have a very specific injury and they're maybe coming off from a very sedentary winter, 
or that haven't done very much. Um, one of the things that um, has been very helpful through this, uh, the Titleist Performance Institute level one course um, that I've recently finished has been um, really just a full mobility screen. So I'm gonna back up a little bit about what, what really makes a, a good golfer a great golfer. And of course, contact with the ball is, is massively important, but um, one of the biggest differences between kind of an amateur and a professional is just how well um, one's the kinematic sequences. So mm -hmm. a kinematic sequence is basically the, the flow of energy through, through your feet, knees, hip, trunk, shoulder, elbow, wrist to the club, and finally to the ball. It's coordinating your muscle contractions to where one fires and then the next one fires, and the next one fires in a in a coordinated fashion. So all of the force that's getting developed from the foot and all the way up is accumulating on itself. And so if you can time that perfectly, um, then the, the amount the time the club speed by the time it hits the ball is going to be optimal. So that's kind of the bigger, broader framework that we're kind of looking at and then you can kind of look at that kinematic sequence and see okay where is the breakdown is it a form breakdown is it a range of motion breakdown is it a pain breakdown is it a power breakdown and so looking at that kinematic sequence from the kind of, you kind of start um, might not even need to see them swing initially but kind of the first step is getting getting range of motion back so part of the screen is making is kind of looking at different um, how different parts of your body can move and um, are you able to adopt an ideal in an ideal golf swing? There's there's no such thing as a perfect golf swing. Everyone, each individual body type is going to have their own specifics that work better for them. Mm -hmm. um, but optimizing your range of motion is going to optimize you as a golfer. So as I've gone through that screen and worked with a lot of my patients, um, Jeff, you're totally right. The uh, the low back is definitely one of the main areas. Um, but I'd say with even even bigger restriction than the lower back is ends up being hip rotation. So our ability on both legs, when we're going for a right-handed golfer, going into a backswing, your hips got to rotate in one direction. And then as you follow through, they got to rotate the other way. And that's typically where people are the most limited and where you can make the biggest impact of, of their swing. And if they're not having rotation or good mobility through their hip, then likely it's somewhere up or down the chain that's going to have to make up for that, which to your point is, is low back pain. Um, so hips seems to be hip rotation and mobility seems to be the most limited um, movement. However, the back is typically the victim of the situation and takes the brunt of it. Okay, we're going to pick that up on the other side of the break because I want to give Colton an example. <clears throat> um, but you just have to wait and find out. Anyway, we're talking with uh, Colton Hubler from a physical therapist at Proactive Physical Therapy in Canby, Oregon. And they, they have other offices around, but we'll be back on Grilling at the Green right after this. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we're talking with Colton Hubler. Colton is a licensed physical therapist. Uh, he's been through the TPI, the Titleist Performance Institute. He's got level one knocked out there. And so we're going to talk to him in just a second. If you'd like to email us, it's very simple. Just go to info at grillingatthegreen.net. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and I don't know. We got 30 of them out there somewhere. This is what my guys tell me. So if you can't find us, you're you got uh, problems. You're not a good hunter. I'll put it that way. 
So back, Colton, talking about this, you're talking about lower back. We spend an inordinate amount of time sitting these days where our, our workforce, even as little as 15 years ago, was a more physical workforce. We, st- we, you know, we had plenty of people that worked in offices and stuff, but we had a tremendous amount of people that, um, you know, worked construction, worked outside, worked on golf courses, what have you. We still have those, but the the amount of people that are sitting static position all day, um, just like when you're in the studio all day. I mean, you got to get up and walk around, but you're still sitting in that kind of bent pretzel yeah. Uh, <laughs> position. And I can tell you, as somebody who uh, had a seriously damaged back, I did have it repaired a few years ago, and it's made a big difference. But if that lower back is fussing around with you, you might as well just go to the bar, is my theory. <laughs> that might take some pain away for temporarily. It would. It would. <laughs> unless your wife catches you. And right. Then, you know, more pain. But with people that have had a bad back for years, mm-hmm. How can they how can they get better? Because I'll tell you, a lot of physicians, and we have some physicians that listen to this show, say there's only so much you can do. Well, there's an infinite amount of everything that you can do, but if your back's been all stoved up for years and you haven't been able to exercise, and they come to you and they say, Colton, help me. Um, it's you know, and when I bend over, I feel like I've got two two by fours stuck in my back pocket mm-hmm. how how do you go through that i mean there's a lot of people listening to the show that will yeah. f- find that uh curious well i think for one we need to make a giant shift in the medical profession in terms of treating not treating our body like a machine like a car and something that needs to get fixed or repaired or this or that there's a role of that in the surgical world um but i look at the body much more as a biological being that's completely controlled by a nervous system that we don't always fully understand all the way. Sure. So there's going to be a lot of different back cases where there truly is um, a structural issue um, where we need to be very easy and really rehab that before ever getting to a really aggressive type of golf swing. Um, but for those that have been having kind of more non-specific pain, they're not having any sort of ridiculous symptoms going down their legs, they're not having any big instabilities or any other things like that. Um, just getting back at the right pace at the right, um, right dosage again, Mm -hmm. um, is really all that's needed. So a lot of times when we've been hurt for a long time, we get these stories in our head that we're never going to get better and I'm never going to golf again. I'm never going to have a good swing. I'm not going to walk very well. I'm not going to be able to pick up my granddaughter. All of those little things can run through your head, the more and more that you're in pain. And I understand those thoughts for sure. But the biggest sort of thing is not so much changing the back. It's initially changing the mindset. It's giving a little bit more confidence back in the person's motion and their and their functional ability, kind of understanding what their true worries are. And as those kind of talk through, I know you mentioned at the beginning, not a head therapist, but a body therapist. And PTs are really both yeah, because um, you can't separate the two there. So those that are like not having a lot of confidence of getting back and they're always having some nonspecific back pain, they're very limited. Um, that doesn't write you off um, as getting back at the right pace, starting with some light stretches, getting into a routine, getting started some walking, introducing some twisting, starting to putt. All those things are just building blocks. Uh, we can't expect to get go from zero to hero in a day or a week or a month. Um, but the 
the more maybe limited you are, the more time you need to gradually sort of bring that up. So if you're kind of in that boat, like don't, don't lose hope. The golf, the golf course is waiting for you. So you don't need to, you don't need to rush back by any means, but um, take your time, find, find a physical therapist that actually listens to you and, and your worries are and, um, or find an exercise routine that works better for it or that just works for you. You don't need to be doing these big hit workouts um, or CrossFit in order to get strong and mobile. It can just start with some very easy stretching, yoga, Tai Chi, or any other exercises that you're used to. But um, starting small, starting light and just ease into it is kind of the way to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the body's so not so much of a of a machine that we need to fix, but something more that we need to really incorporate the brain and the thoughts and the emotions along with the physical movements as well. Well, before I had my back fixed, which this has been though seven years now, um, and 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 I'm not going to bore the listeners with how I got there, but I've I've told you about the work I did for many years. And my back felt like a two by four. And uh, when the surgeon, really good guy, knew what he was doing, neurosurgeon, and got back there and he goes, yeah, we have to fix this. Mm -hmm. Because um, if you if you keep going, you're going to fall down one day and not get up. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it was really interesting because the surgery went well. And I started physical therapy about 10 days, two weeks later. You know, and it, it it really felt good. The surgery part healed up. The part that didn't was the the atrophied muscles that had become that way over years of non-use and trying to protect my spine. Um, they're still not completely unknotted. And uh, I'm not sure they ever will completely, you know be that way but i think that's common in a lot of people because you know you go to the golf course you're you got another friend you're playing with or your wife or whatever and you're playing somebody joins your group and about halfway through you either figure out they're trying to bomb it like john daly or they're just kind of limping along mm -hmm. and and to me, neither one of those is a very good option because if you're going to be bombing it like John Daly, you're probably going to have a bad back someday if you don't know what you're doing. But that's a sidebar story. But is it possible to ever get the elasticity back in those lower back muscles that say you had when you were 25? So the first part of that question is yes. The second part's no. We're never gonna be if you're if you're 65, you're never gonna feel like you're 25. That's just the nature of it. But you can still get those tissues healthy. Your 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 plastic things can evolve, things can change, things can get better. They can loosen up, they can strengthen. So you're never completely stuck with where you are right now. Okay, uh, I lost track of time, but that's not a problem. We're gonna take a break here on grilling at the green. We're gonna be back with uh, Colton Hubler. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Again, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. Now, here's a little hot news flash for you folks. If you go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website and you click on their store, they have an online store, and they've expanded it, okay? Uh, 
if you when you start to check out there's a place that says coupon or code if you go bbq nation that's my other show of course barbecue nation bbq nation it'll save you 15 percent um on your uh on your checkout order there so i would recommend it you can buy one steak or you can buy a whole cow but go to paintedhillsnaturalbeef.com when you go to the checkout of their online store put in bbq nation and uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Also, the folks at Birdie Ball, John Breaker and his family have been big supporters of mine for a long time now. If you ever played in one of my charity benefit tournaments that I support, there's always Birdie Ball stuff there. So check them out online at birdieball.com. Okay, we're talking with Colton Hubler, who is my PT guru over in Camby, Oregon. He has tortured me a few times, but that's okay. I will forgive him. <laughs> and I will say this. Um Colton knows this, and, and some of the listeners have heard this before. I had my knee replaced in December. It is now March, and I, I'm really doing pretty good. I'm getting around pretty well. There's very little, very little discomfort in my right knee. Now, that doesn't talk about the rest of my body, but that right knee is a shining star for me right now. <laughs> and and I can say a lot of that is due to the PT that Colton and his crew over there have have put me through but again a lot of that is stretching um you know they didn't hang me up on the rack by my thumbs or anything like that or you know inverted um you know hockey but it's just uh it's amazing to me colton what the body can do if you give it a half a chance totally yeah absolutely yeah if you're Sometimes what I feel like when you when you had your knee replacement, you weren't walking well, you weren't squatting well, you weren't moving well. But once once that pain came down, you started to restore some of your normal motion. It was a lot easier to restore your normal mechanics. Mm-hmm. So I always think, yeah, stretching and getting restoring the motion is first things first is, is what you should kind of work on. Because um, if you don't have the motion, then the strength and power development isn't going to be nearly as helpful as if you have a little bit more of that mobility. Um, yeah, it it was. Well, you know, they told me when I was in the recovery room, they said, as soon as you can lift your leg uh, 10 times, you can take the brace off. Well, I can lift my leg because I had such strong quads. I could lift my leg 10 times right then and it didn't bother me. So they got after me and they said, you got to wait till Saturday. You know, this is on a Tuesday. And so I couldn't wait till Saturday. But it's funny how, you know, I've got very strong legs, uh, quads and calves. But right in that joint area, henceforth the knee replacement, a lot of those things get withered away as time goes on. You know, it just does. And you compensate for the pain in your knee or your hips or whatever it is. And the all the little moving parts in there start to kind of atrophy and they don't die completely. But to me, that seems like they just kind of go, okay, we're going to turn petrified here for a while. So when you finally figure this out, you'd let us know. It's, so my question is, am I wrong on that? Well, when you have a knee replacement, there are certain things that are taken out and um, like a lot of the ligaments and meniscus and everything. So you're, you're left with a pretty strong knee. There are not any muscles that get cut or taken away or anything. So all of them should be working just as properly as they can before. Uh-huh. However, the body does a funny thing with pain and swelling. So uh, muscle inhibition is a very normal thing when you're having too much pain or when there's a, a certain degree of swelling within the knee, which both are very apparent um, after a knee replacement. 
for a little bit. And so your brain kind of shuts down using those muscles as they normally would, like in your other knee or before that sort of surgery. That's a temporary thing. As the pain goes down, as you get more comfortable with that knee, the swelling goes down, then proportionally we're then we're reintegrating back into that strength. Um, and some sometimes it takes a little bit longer depending on different aspects of the of the surgery. Um, but we definitely need to continue strengthening it through there. And something that's important as well is we have to be strong through the full range of motion. If you're if you have good good quad strength and you are used to just doing mostly kind of standing related things and never really squatting down all the way, you may have great quad strength in a more standing position. But as soon as we dip down a little bit deeper, you may not have nearly that strength. And so as we're kind of progressing more to that golf swing, we want to strengthen all the muscles and everything, but we want to strengthen them in the way that they're going to be moving. So kind of back to where we started with the specificity of some of these things, as we're, as I was working out and, and strengthening out your knees, we did some exercises that the intention was to push and pull mm-hmm. like a big sled that we were kind of pushing mm-hmm. where you're not really using a lot of knee mobility. You're kind of working the, the quad muscles and the leg muscles in a certain degree. Then we did some squatting, some lifting type of things where we really happened to bend down. Those are going to also work the same muscles, but in a very different way. So when you're doing your workouts and you're trying to schedule and kind of make a good pattern of them, um, as more specific as you can towards what you're trying to do. I think the biggest one that was a pain to me was the squats. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and what about made- the squat was painful for you? Um. And my glutes and the, the back of the leg, because I had not done that for years, because couldn't. I could, but it wasn't worth the, the damage and the pain to do it, you know. And I can't tell you how many years it had been since I could actually kind of kneel down on one knee, mm-hmm. um, especially my right one, and then be able to get up. If I got down on one knee... um It was either in church or I was just basically continuing the process of falling over. So, you know, that, that was the deal there. And, and I think that that those exercises, and that leads me to my next question. When you're doing some squats, is it now you guys don't let me hold on to a bar or anything. You know, you you guys are pretty serious about this stuff, which is great. But can people start with, you know, holding on to a bar and just kind of keeping their their ankles and their hips underneath them and squatting to do that? To to, uh, because what I want you to do is to give us a couple examples of things that people can do at home to try to um, you know loosen but yet strengthen their muscles on their legs and lower back. Yeah, for sure. Um, with a squat, there's a there's many different ways of doing it, and mm-hmm. there isn't a right or wrong way of doing it. Um, it just depends on what your intention is. And so, if you haven't squatted in a long time, I always when I ask my patients, like, all right, it's, can you squat? Let's let's do a squat. You kind of get that deer in the headlights look. Yeah. And everyone does squats every day. Like if you bend your knees and move your butt down a little bit, like that's can be considered a squat. So again, we're kind of going back to a dosage. Um, if you've only been used to doing little, little mini squats, then stick with your mini squats and progressively go a little lower. There's nothing wrong with holding on to something. The reason that we didn't with you is I didn't want you to get reliant on it. 
I wanted you to kind of have your own balance with it because when you're out and about and you're needing to swat or pick something up, you're not going to have that bar there. Right. Um, but if that makes you more comfortable and that allows you to do more or, di- or go a little bit deeper into that to challenge your muscles in those other positions, I think that's a great way. Um, then, yeah, that can be if you're not used to doing squats, let's start with that or even just doing from a sit to a stand um, just to get start getting the legs stronger just in a very initial stage. Well, you did something to me last week. We were, I don't know, we were going through the whole process like we normally do. And then you had me lay on the table. You must have seen something because you started kind of pushing and pulling on my hips. And those those hip muscles and abdominal muscles, and I have very strong abdominal muscles, but those muscles had not moved in that way for a long Mm -hmm. time. You know, and I really felt it driving home. Not a bad thing. I just really felt it. But when you're pushing and pulling like that, how do you know as a therapist how far to go? I mean, with me, with me, you can take a hammer to me, but most people, maybe not. Yeah, well, the the eyes of the patient tells most of it. Um, so when I'm looking at, when I'm working on your leg, I'm not really looking at your leg all that much. I'm kind of looking at you, paying attention to those little body signs of, of the eyes kind of lighting up again. Um, even before then, there's going to be muscle twitches that I can feel. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. times I can tell there's, there's pain coming before that the patient actually has a, a reaction so that we don't end up going that far. Um, that does just take being aware and, um, and some experience definitely helps with that as well. Um, but as a, as a patient, you're really just using pain as your, as your guide, um, pushing into a little bit of discomfort, but not, but not too, too much past that. Wow. I, I've never heard it as pain as my guide. I've never heard that expression before. You kind of always hear more like no pain, no gain, continue kind of pushing right. through all that sort of thing. But right. that kind of goes back into, um, just this is not how the body works. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with uh, Colton Hubler, my physical therapist and a good guy golfer. Please stay with us. You're listening to Grilling at the Green. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. I want to thank you all for being with us today. Uh, this is kind of a fun show for me because you get to you get to talk to the the guy who's been working with me, Colton Hubler, my therapist, uh, physical therapist um, from Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists in Canby, Oregon, and they've they've got other offices in the uh, Portland area. Um, but the, what I've been going through for the past three months. Um, or a little longer, actually, is working. I will say that. I did not feel this uh, comfortable. And and don't answer this. This is just a statement, Colton, because we got to get Bruce Herman in here. But when they did my back, that took forever. It, there was no pain, but I never regained a lot of function in it. So we'll we'll pick that up on the other side of Bruce Furman. Here's Bruce with your tip of the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman from Langan Farms Golf Club, and uh, I'm the director of instruction there. And I'm going to give you a little tip today. I'm going to talk about uh, number one fundamental in golf, and that's to know where the beer cart is at all times. No, not really. It's hit the percussion point or hit the sweet spot on the golf club, and that's not easy. You got to have a good golf swing to do that. But 
using launch monitors like a TrackMan or those different launch monitors, we found that you really lose a lot of speed when you miss the percussion point or the sweet spot. So, for example, if you hit it low on your golf club, on your driver, low on the heel will lose almost nine miles per hour, low in the middle, seven, low on the toe, lose eight miles per hour. And even in the middle, but you hit the heel or the toe, you're going to lose four, four to three miles per hour. So hitting that sweet spot, if you need more distance, is really important. And one thing you can do to kind of tell where you're hitting it, if you can't tell just by hitting the, the shot and feeling it, is to use some foot powder that's, that's used for, for like uh, athlete's foot, something like tenactin or lamisil, and spray that on your clubs. And then when you hit the ball, it'll leave a mark on your club face and you'll be able to tell where it is. And just by focusing on hitting the sweet spot and trying to hit the sweet spot more, I think you can do it better and you'll get more distance. Hope that helps you. Thank you, Bruce Sperman. We appreciate that. If you want to find out more about Bruce or go to uh, one of his clinics or get a private lesson, what have you, you can just go to Langdon Farms, click on instruction. Uh, he's down there. He's the director of instruction. He's got this beautiful silver hair and big smile, and uh, he will help you out. So, um Let's go back and talk to my uh, PT, uh, Colton Hubler, who just completed first level training at TPI. But it was funny to me because the the back the back was better. There was no pain. I mean, there was no pain from three hours after the surgery was over. Mm-hmm. But I also had limited mobility. Um, and I think over the time of seven years, that's what also led to the really the total deterioration of my right knee. It was always bad because I got beat up a lot playing sports and, and that when I was younger. But I think it's kind of like they corrected the back, but the knee was still out there. He had been supporting it for years. And now that this part was straight up and down, so to speak, but this one was like, heading north and south and it was supposed to head east and west when you get a patient like that colton how do you assess the treatment plan we really have to treat the whole body and treat the whole person so if they're coming in here primarily for a knee or for a back but the other one is more limiting limiting for that day we kind of just treat whatever is the more limiting factor and what we can get the most most with that with that patient um and so I still really see you can't really separate them too much because as, as we start moving and doing functional movements, especially in the golf swing and even walking, everything is going to be moving. Everything is connected and have that relation with each other. Um, so if you're having a bad day with your with your knee, the rest of your body is not going to work there and it's not going to be as optimal for the back. Um, so if, if we were able to make some more progress on what we're doing with the knee for a certain day, um, that in turn will also help the back. And so I kind of use uh, whatever is the most limiting, whatever I think can help the most things downstream. And that tends to get some good results. How do you, Colton Hubler, you're, you're, you look very thin, you're very fit, you're very elastic, but how do you work on yourself if there's none of the other PTs available? I mean, you guys break down too, like the rest of us at times. Oh yeah. So how do, have, just have pain just like everyone else does. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? Well, I've been always very active with, with working out. Um, I have a gym at home, which completely saved me through through COVID. So I was able to continue my strengthening through there. So I have a very consistent regimen where I'm uh, weight training four or five times a week, um, going for runs with my dog when I'm playing soccer. Then that keeps me active as well. Colton Hubler from um, 
proactive physical therapist. I recommend them. This is not a this is not a commercial for them. I'm just telling you that I I've had a very good experience. Uh, Colton's going to stick around for after hours because he has no bloody idea what that's all about. And he will. Um, but we're going to be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. And I hope you all have a great week. Go out, play some golf. And most importantly, be kind. Take care, everybody. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.